Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Arts FM and C103. And you're very welcome back to the programme. And yet another quick change behind the microphones. Good morning and very welcome to Jim O'Mahony, who's here to tell us about a wonderful show that both Connor and I have actually seen already, The Artistry of Frank Sinatra. Now, Jim, you've been here into studio a number of times already at this stage, um, playing piano with choirs, but... It's a pleasure to have you back to sing this morning. Thanks so much, Anne-Marie. It's, it's a pleasure to be here uh, any morning. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this week, uh, it's a very busy week, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to promoting the uh, artistry of Frank Sinatra, which is running in the Cork Arts Theatre from Wednesday. So uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to come in. And, yeah, if you're happy, we can play a little bit of Frank Sinatra and talk about his life and talk about his artistry and what the show is about. Well, Connor and I both went to see the show when you performed it already in the theatre out in MTU uh, in the on the Model Farm Road. That was just the most incredible evening. You literally had us all captivated. But it went to show, though, the amount of research and work that you had gone and done and put into the whole of Frank Sinatra's life. It was incredible. Uh, thanks, Anne-Marie. Um, the feedback has been amazing. Um, so I suppose about 20 years ago I started um, really getting into the music of, of Frank Sinatra and listening to everything that I could, all his albums, and then started reading books. There's been so many books written about him. Um, his, his daughter Nancy has written a book, his valet George Jacobs has written a book. Um, there's been so many definitive biographies. So every time I read something I started writing down little notes and before I knew it I had the makings of a, of a show. And you know when you look at the... Uh, longevity of, of his career. He was, you know, 54, 60 years performing. So he started uh, literally singing into a megaphone before microphones were were uh, invented. And then in the 80s, he was covering Stevie Wonder tracks. So when, like that's an incredible diversity and, and longevity of, of career. So it kind of made sense to think about putting a, a two-hour show together. The uh, challenge of that, of course, is, is, is trying to compress such a, a, a long and varied career into, into, into two hours and to do it in a way when it's a, a one-man show to try and think of innovative ways to keep the audience engaged for, for two hours so that it's, it doesn't, it doesn't labour. So each scene is, is linked and each song is specifically chosen to try and showcase some element of, of that part of his career. And what a career. I mean, what he captivated us with was, I mean, obviously he on screen lit up the screen. His music, whether it was music from the movies or albums he recorded when he went on show and, uh, but his personal life was, you know, all over the place, you know, yeah. and, and people kind of had that love-hate relationship. The, the 
attraction of a dangerous character to a certain degree, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, very much so. And putting the show together, I, I tried in some ways to kind of separate the the the, the person from the, from the artistry, the if, yes. if you like. But obviously, the two um, do intermingle, and, and you can talk about the the two hours of his. Um, the two hours of the show can't reflect um, some elements of his personal life as well. Of course, he was reportedly linked to organised crime, and then, as you say, his personal life was all over the place. He had so many different love interests. Um, he had a steady time with with Nancy, who's first wife, and then obviously he met Ava Gardner, and uh, that really uh, threw him off the rails, and uh, many many others after that. Um, so yeah, the, the, sh- the show covers elements of, of other parts of his life, but it predominantly focuses on um, on, on, on just the, the artistic side of, of what he did. You know, all of the movies and the albums that he put together, uh, it's no wonder there's been so many books written about him and that sort of thing. Do you find yourself coming up to a show like this, revisiting any of his movies or revisiting concert recordings and that sort of thing as well? Uh, the concert recordings, definitely. Um the, there's so many of them, but you know, I know a lot of people are, are aware kind of, of of what Sinatra stood for, and maybe a lot of them, a lot of people think that it's just my way or Strangers in the Night or something, which comes much later. But his his real um, uh, golden period would have been around the 50s and the 60s when he was with the uh, Capitol Recording Studios, and then he went on to to Vegas and he recorded so many amazing live albums in in vegas so if um you know if people have any kind of a a, a modest interest in sinatra and, and they're looking for you know capturing his golden period mm. i'd recommend going listening to um his live recordings from the sands in in the mid-60s with count basie and quincy jones yeah what do you notice about his voice over that length of time over the the length of his career you know some people have a kind of a certain timbre that is constant right the way throughout a career and some you can listen to a recording and go oh he was such and such a time what what can you um he he started as a as 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 a crooner he was a a huge fan of bing crosby so Mm. when he started first he tried to kind of emulate bing crosby's sound he had a very um uh, upper respiratory voice i suppose you, you you could say um but as as the years went on particularly when he went to tommy dorsey he learned a lot more about breathing and phrasing and his voice kind of deepened a little bit and then he went to the uh, capital phase um and and that's when his voice really developed into a more of a, a resonant um mm. kind of tenor baritone area um so his voice changed distinctly uh, through the years and you can hear that if, if you listen to a sonata recording from the 40s you'd you, You'd struggle to think that it was Frank Sinatra, um, but when you go through the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, um, it really matured into a very rich kind of resonant voice. So when you're singing his work, then you're not trying to always sound like him. But the thing is, you do. Do you find when you are singing that you you resonate yourself with a particular time in his vocal development? Um, I, I I try. You can't replicate his. No, his I voice know, if, but you, you're if, so if close. We, if, if we if we could, uh, it would be amazing. So what I try to do um, is, is just listen to the different recordings from the different periods, and and what I'm obviously trying to do is is to get as close as I can to that particular period. So if I'm seeing something from an earlier phase. Then yeah, you use a, a slightly different tone, mm. um, and if it gets to towards a later phase, then it, it would be more of a kind of a richer, richer tone. Um, it, it's a it's it, it's a challenge, but it's a, it, it's it's just a joy to sing any kind of Sinatra song. Well, yeah. Let's hear you sing then, Jim. I okay. can't wait for this. Now you have brought a whole uh, series of music orchestra. tracks. You, an orchestra is here tuning up behind yeah. us, indeed, at the microphones. So tell us about the song you're going to sing. 
Um, let's let's. It's it's still pretty early in the morning, so we'll try something gentle. Maybe um, this is from uh, the movie Pal Joey. This is uh, Young at Heart. We'll try okay. that. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. He's, you sing like that. Now we just just explain to people that uh, the amp and microphone setup that you've brought into studio has there that um, different kind of radio sound that people would have just heard. You just heard that live, folks. And if you thought that was Frank Sinatra, well then that just goes to show you the quality of what you're going to hear if you go to the Cork Arts Theatre from Wednesday this week through until Saturday the second of July every night at eight o'clock. Jim, that was just divine. Uh-huh. Thanks, Henry. As I said, it's a joy to sing any Frank Sinatra song. So uh, it's, a, it, it's a real thrill and a pleasure to come in and talk about his work and uh, get a chance to, to sing Sinatra this hour of the morning. Over the course of lockdown, you and I talked, of course, because when we were all trapped at home in lockdown, you went online and you did live piano concerts and you sang and you played piano because I know people will also recognise you when you play piano in places like Hayfield Manor or at the Montanati uh, as well. And you just sitting there, very unassuming in the background, entertaining everybody. But you kept that up during lockdown by doing free live streams, which you must have really enjoyed. It was it was great. It was it was as much for my benefit as everyone else's. And it was just lovely to hear that people were tuning in on a Friday night and a Sunday afternoon. Uh, I did a piano set on a Friday night and uh, more of a kind of a, a light jazz session on Sunday afternoon. So uh, it, it was wonderful to do that. I'm, I'm back playing live now, which is nicer but um, during that lockdown period I think it was a, a nice opportunity to connect uh-huh. with people um, over, over the radio yeah. Do you have regular 
piano stints lined um, up over the summer? I play in the Kingsley every Sunday afternoon, so if you liked uh, that Sinatra track, uh, any Sunday afternoon, um, there's, a, there's a lovely walk up by the Lee Fields and you can almost pop in and have a, have a coffee and listen to to some of that music from two to four. That yeah. sounds divine. But um, Connor and myself, as I said numerous times already, have already seen this show and I want to go and see it again because the two of us came out from that night having seen the artistry of Frank Sinatra blown away by That's the entire story yeah. and the the way you, you shaped it and phrased it right through his life with uh, every piece of music just captured the whole lot of us. This is a very tourable show, isn't it? It would be wonderful to, to tour it. Um, I, I have to, to thank the arts office in, in CIT, as it was at the time, now MTU, who were uh, great supporters of the show. So they, they allowed me to use the Rory Gallagher Theatre almost as a playground. So I, I ran it three times there and it, it sold out. So it, it, it was wonderful to do it there. Um, and, and the intention was to develop it and possibly to tour it. And then lockdown got in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so for two years, it's been a, in a hiatus. So uh, now is, is a great time to try it again. So the Cork Arts Theatre have been great in, in supporting it this week uh, the Rory Gallagher Theatre is currently being renovated so I'm moving it to the Cork Arts Theatre Did you film it at all? Um, I film snippets of it mm. uh, but not, not the entire uh, show Which would be um, a great thing to be able to send to yeah. art centres and venues around the country yeah, to say look yeah. this is what it is because it's a fantastic night I wouldn't say anything less about Thank it um, So there was something else I was going to say to you there Jim and it's just gone out of my head that doesn't matter Doesn't matter. Here we are I mean like the other thing folks, I suppose, is we just had Catherine Kerwin uh, in earlier on, a solicitor by day. I mean, Jim, you are lecturing in MTU by day, ordinarily. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a biologist, apparently, by <laughs> trade. Yeah, lecturing. Uh, but this is this is a hobby, and I it's mean, wonderful that it's developed into, into this. People are just yeah. falling down with talent yeah. all around yeah. us. Uh, it breaks my heart that we are running out of time on the show, and that we can't have another track from you this morning. No problem. But I think that's enough for people to hear that it is going to be a magical number of nights in the Cork Arts Theatre. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Four nights only this week, finishing up on the 2nd of July. And all of the details for the artistry of Frank Sinatra will be on CorkArtsTheatre.com. I think, Connor, that's about it that we have time for this morning. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it went like a song, didn't it? <laughs> it went like a song, is right. Uh, to all our guests, we'd love to say a huge, warm thank you and remind you that you can listen back to various snippets on the podcast page uh, later on today. As you can also, of course, check out all of the other podcasts from our partner and sister shows here right across the station by simply going to 96fm.ie or indeed C103 as well. But for myself and Connor, until next Sunday, enjoy, enjoy the wealth of arts that Cork has to offer and we'll chat to you again next week.